Hello and welcome to Day Today. It is the Hammer Betting Network's early look at the injury report as we head into week nine in the National Football League. My name is Chris Abbott. I am the host of this show at Real Chris Abbott on Twitter, Chris with a K. And I'm joined by the real star of the show, TA from clevanalytics.com. Before we get into the show, I do have to thank you for the tip you gave me on Edge Rush last week. By the way, Edge Rush, everybody, if you aren't listening, it's a full 60-minute preview. Break all the games down for the week in the betting uh, from every every betting angle. And uh, one of the games I was going to was Detroit-Miami. So I do appreciate you, TA, letting me know that that was going to be a high-scoring game. <laughs> Two bad defenses, you know, in a dome. Typical Lions game from early. It's like people forgot about the Lions early season offense. How <laughs> Those games are just shootouts. And, you know, they went out uh, away from the dome and struggled. But, yeah, well, going back into the dome against th- that receiving core and that offense in Miami, that's uh, that was prime for a, for a nice shootout. So I'm glad you glad you got that. Glad you got the win. <laughs> we'll get more into those teams tomorrow on Edge Rush when we're joined by Hitman. Also want to have a lot of trades to talk about. Speaking of the Lions, they moved TJ Hawkinson to Minnesota. But we'll get into all that. This is an injury show. So let's start with the most important injuries. And I've got your list here. And the first thing that you noted was the Arizona Cardinals offensive line. And as if Kyler Murray needed any more bad news. Now he might be a little bit shy on protection. Yeah. And so I was, you know, talking to someone who had the Cardinals last week, Cardinals plus three and a half and money line. And and it looked good for a little while in the fourth quarter till they muffed a punt, but um, got some, you know, before the game, you know, they got some really bad injury news. Actually, the end of the week with, you know, we knew Justin Pugh was out for the year as the starting guard. Their center, Rodney Hudson, had missed a couple games, and he was questionable, but he was likely not to play. But kind of out of nowhere, left tackle DJ Humphreys, is a top 20, top 15 probably tackle in the NFL. Uh, he, he missed the game kind of out of nowhere with a back injury. And so, you know, he, I know he was questionable, but he's one of those guys that's always questionable and always on the injury report and he was limited in practice and, you know, out of nowhere he was uh, announced out. So that, that was a big deal, you know, three offensive linemen, three starters, you know, that's where the cluster injury uh, issue that we talked about in the past where, you know, that's where it's valuable and, and difficult to handicap. And so with him out, especially on the road against, against Minnesota, you know, uh, Kyler was, was struggling with that pass rush. And so, you know, that's something to keep an eye on this week is, you know, are are they going to be able to get back Hudson? He probably it doesn't look like he will play. Um, I think Kingsbury said yesterday that he's going to be out again. Uh, but, you know, looking at Humphreys, he's really the key here. You know, Seattle doesn't have a great pass rush, but it's good enough to at least be annoying. And, you know, you want to have, uh, you know, as many uh, of your top guys out there. So, you know, he, he's a guy that's uh, that's definitely. Um, valuable from a uh, from an Arizona perspective. I saw that line, you know, got the uh, open three and it's been bet down to two and one and a half of those spots. So clearly Seattle's getting that momentum, um, you know, getting the money. So uh, and not only Humphreys, we also had James Conner at running back, just a more you know, stable running back from, you know, Benjamin, uh, you know, Cardinals are dealing with a few injuries here. So, uh, but I would say Humphreys is really the big one. Yeah. I heard people whispering, whispering, mind you, about, the Seahawks coming back and winning the division as being a possibility. See, and there's, uh, you know, obviously San Francisco would be the favorite there, but, you know, a lot of questions with the Rams, some questions with the Cardinals. So uh, you never know. You never know. I, I don't know if I'm putting my money on it, but I like them uh, as well coming in as an underdog this week. Of course, so do 
a lot of people. Okay, team that not many people really like. Uh, it's hard to like them is the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, we talk so much on this show about, um, you know, we, what you refer to as the non-skill positions, but uh, I guess you, you wouldn't – you wouldn't ask these guys about it, but some secondary injuries for the Hawks. They're going up against the woefully inconsistent Chargers at home. Um, but if Justin Herbert can do anything, it could be to take advantage of a depleted secondary, right? Yeah, and we talked about this. This was probably the top injury issue last week. The Falcons secondary, they were already out without – they were missing Casey Hayward. And then A.J. Terrell was questionable, I think, when we did this last week. Uh, he ended up being out with a hamstring injury. And then they also lost their safety, Jalen Hawkins, that we talked about as well. I actually jumped on the Panthers immediately. Uh, that press conference with uh, Arthur Smith early in the week, as soon as he said that, that Hawkins was out, their starting safety. And then Terrell was questionable, or I think they called him uh, week to week. I uh, had a feeling he was going to be out. So I jumped on the Panthers at six and a half, ended up closing at four. Uh, luckily, uh, uh, both covered four and six and a half and they should I also had the money line and of course we, we don't we don't want to talk about that uh the the DJ Moore helmet issue and then the missed field goal and in overtime just really costing me a little little extra money there on the on the money line. But uh those guys uh that's you know pay attention this week uh AJ Terrell see if he can play and then obviously Jalen Hawkins at safety. So those he had a concussion last week. So those two guys, you know, really they're gonna need in order to uh, to help defend against Justin Herbert in this this offense, well, who by the way are missing Mike Williams themselves, uh, he's out. And then you know you'd think Keenan Allen is going to be fully healthy now with a, with a coming off the bye. He did play limited snaps prior to the bye against Seattle, and so you know he should be fully healthy at this point. Uh, Josh Palmer missed last game as well. Their number three receiver, he's going to be jumped, you know, moved up into the number two role. And so um, you know if they get those guys back. Uh, and the Falcons are missing their their defensive secondary. Uh, essentially, that's gonna you know could could give a little bit of an edge to Herbert in this offense that that really needs it because they've struggled lately. But um, you know, without a great pass rush, and if you're missing multiple guys in your secondary against a, a, an elite quarterback like Herbert and, and you know Keenan Allen, et cetera, um, you know it could get. Uh, you might start to see the the uh, the Chargers pick up some money here. I think the line's sitting at three. Last time I checked. And so, um, you know, possible if, if Terrell's out again and Hawkins is out again, that might tick up to three and a half. So we'll see. When you talk about the Carolina Panthers, they go up against the Cincinnati Bengals, took it on the chin on Monday night. Um, you know, they had a team with secondary trouble last week, and there's some secondary trouble uh, for the Bengals as well. Yeah. And if anybody saw the game against my Browns last night, you saw, you know, Eli Apple, the starting corner, uh, their best corner, he was out going into the game and then they lost their, their second best corner, uh, a woozy. Uh, he's, he's out for the season with a torn ACL. Uh, and so they had the, uh, they went down to their third cornerback who I'm, I'm blanking on, but he got hurt. And so they had to insert uh, Dax Milne, um, who was their number one pick out of uh, Michigan. who's more of a, you know, safety slash nickel or slot corner. He became their number one outside corner and, and the Browns really took advantage, burned them with Amari Cooper and, the, and Donovan Peoples Jones, that's going to be an issue. Uh, now, obviously, it's not like P.J. Walker in, in that receiving court is, you know, an elite group, but, you know, they can make plays. We saw what happened at the end of the game. You know, P.J. Walker does have an arm. Uh, D.J. Moore is very talented. And if the, the Bengals are missing, you know, two or three guys amongst their top cornerbacks, again, cluster injuries at a, at a position like cornerback is a big deal here. 
Uh, the, the line is at seven, I believe, the last I checked. Uh, and I know that the Panthers, you know, that line was eight going into the game last night and clearly, you know, picking up some money um, as it sits between seven and seven and a half right now. So, you know, some of those injury concerns are definitely weighing on the market, I think, right now. I think a lot of times people look at the line and be like, well, I can't bet on the Panthers. But then how can you lay seven with this Bengals team this year? Um, you know, we talked about it earlier in the season that, you know, they were not a favorite hardly at all last year and, and let alone a touchdown or more. So, um, yeah, there, there could be some more hold your nose and, and take the Panthers coming up uh, this weekend as well. Now, the team that I, I want to like, but it's hard, the Las Vegas Raiders. Darren Waller's a player I love. Um, but we've got him showing up, and and they scored zero points against New Orleans on Sunday. They did, and, and it's not even just, you know, Waller did miss the game. Um, you know, he's missed the last few games, actually, and so they thought that maybe he would be able to come back last week, but uh, he was kind of a last kind of game day scratch. And usually when you get when you go up all the way to, the, to game day, you would assume that, you know, given another week uh, to get healthy, that uh, should be able to play. So, you know, again, without knowing the details of all the, the injuries and what's going on there, if, if you made it up to, to game time decision in one week, you would think that you have a better shot than than not a playing this week. So, you know, take a look uh, at Waller's um, practice, um, I guess, his, his availability this week. And then also not even just the injury report, what happened last week with the Raiders, and this may or may not be, you know, the, the driver of why they struggled so much. There was a nasty flu bug going around the Raiders locker room. Uh, Devontae Adams uh, was was probably the biggest name on that list. He actually missed multiple days of practice towards the end of the week. Uh, and then he was cleared to play. But, as, you know, anyone who's had the flu, especially for one that lasts a couple of days, you know, that's not easy to just, you don't just recover from right away. It takes, takes a few days. And, you know, especially when you're playing uh, an NFL game and you're sweating and, you know, you're, you're uh, expending a lot of energy, you know, that can really wear on you. So that might've been an issue there. You know, who knows who else in the locker room had it. So uh, it's not necessarily an injury, but, uh, you know, clearly getting some of that, uh, that bug out of the way and hopefully doesn't pass on to the rest of the team uh, this week. You know, that's something to keep an eye on to see if there's anybody sitting because of an illness. So between Waller and then then that flu bug, I think that's those are really the two things for me I'm looking at here with the, with the Raiders. And a game that could be or at least should have been on the look ahead schedule for the NFL, a marquee game, the Rams and Tampa. Tampa sitting as about a three point favorite right now. Uh, the totals come down about half a point from the open was 43. Now we're seeing two forty two and a half. Um I, I think it would be fair to say two teams results wise have been a little underwhelming so far this season. I know your metrics say that, Hey, Brady hasn't been bad. It's been pretty good, but I think the general consensus around uh, the narrative as we like to use the word has been uh, certainly disappointing for both teams and both teams have injury trouble coming in. Yeah. And uh, you know, for, for the Rams, just, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, they were playing, you know, they're down 17 points late against the Niners, the game was clearly over under two minutes left and they're throwing screen passes to, to Cooper cup. I mean, it had to have been a contract issue or not an issue, but just, you know, padding stats for milestones. I mean, there's no other reason for, to do that. And he hurt his ankle on the, you know, one of the last plays of the game limped off. Now it sounds like he's okay. And he's going to play this week, but you know, clearly that's something to monitor. And, you know, if he is out, I mean, I, if you want to see the impact of a, of a non quarterback, you know, if Cooper Cup is out, he might, 
you know, that might turn this from a three point or two and a half to three point spread to, you know, closer to four and a half. I mean, he's that valuable to this specific offense because uh, of a lack of weapons outside and just he, he gets so many targets and he's just such a huge part of that offense. You know, he's he's worth probably the most of any, um, you know, receiver probably in the NFL to the spread. So uh, if he is limited in practice or doesn't play, uh, obviously you're going to see a big um, change in this number and you'll, you'll see Tampa get up to over four, I'm assuming. But, you know, that's the big one for the Rams. Obviously their offensive line has just been beat up all, all year. And then for Tampa, I mean, the, the entire secondary it feels like is – is on the injury report. I mean, Carlton Davis last week missed that game. Same with uh, at cornerback Antoine Winfield Jr. missed the game. Sean Murphy Bunting's missed a couple of games, you know, and they got exposed late uh, against this uh, Ravens offense that kind of wore them down. You know, getting those guys back, especially, you know, Carlton Davis uh, and Antoine Winfield are two really good players in that secondary, will be huge for for the Bucs. Um, you know, Akeem Hicks almost played last week, but – he was announced out again multiple weeks in a row. So he's another guy that can really help, you know, plug up that, that leaky run defense that used to be really, really elite. Uh, this year is, is below average. And like I said, we saw the, the Ravens really run right through them in the second half of that game. So uh, not as huge of a deal against a bad rush offense in, in LA, but, you know, getting as many pieces there back as possible. Uh, they just lost Shaq Barrett, their best pass rusher. So they're probably not going to be able to get as much of a, a pass rush as they normally are used to. So you're going to need the, the secondary to hold up. So getting those pieces back will be huge here. Yeah, three losses in a row straight up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And um, they'll certainly be looking to turn the turn the ship around. One and three at home this year as well, which uh, is usually a home field advantage, I feel, for them. Um, sticking in the division, you've got a team in the New Orleans Saints who I know we were talking about last week. Uh, you know, still some futures value out there on them because this division hasn't performed uh, very well this year. The Atlanta Falcons are in first place, by the way, heading into week nine. Um, Saints with a big win last week. We touched on it. And now they've got the Ravens coming in. New Orleans, a three-point underdog at home, although there are some two-and-a-halves coming on the board. Um, and, and some of that can be attributed to Baltimore's situation. Yeah, Baltimore's got a mixed bag of some good and bad. Uh, so Mark Andrews less, left that game last week with shoulder and ankle injuries. It sounds like it's not a major deal, but we'll see uh, what happens. And again, pay attention to the practice reports. You know, if he's able to practice tomorrow, which is the first first official practice report, you know, that's going to be a good sign. But, you know, he's he's always he's been iffy all season. And then Rashad Bateman, their top receiver, uh, looks like he's going to be he's going to be out for a couple of weeks here with a foot injury. So, you know, if Andrews is also out, that's that's clearly a huge, huge issue. And that that line will drop under three if Andrews is out. I can I can almost assuredly guarantee that um, sitting at three right now. Uh, but I, I would suspect Andrews is going to play. You know, Bateman is a key part of that offense. We talked about in the past, you know, the, the splits between this pass offense with and without him on the field are huge. And so not having him out, out there is really a big, big issue against the Saints defense that is missing Marshawn Lattimore. He's missed the last few weeks and Bradley Roby. Uh, we'll see if Lattimore can play this week. But, you know, without a really good receiving core and without Bateman, it really nullifies the, the negative um kind of the, the the weakness of this defense. And so that's something to, to look out for. And then, you know, a couple of interesting uh, activations that the Ravens can can key on is um, Tyus Bowser, one of their better pass rushers, 
he's coming off an Achilles injury. He was activated off the pup list yesterday. So he's eligible to play. Who knows if he will, but he's eligible. And David Ajabo, who was, I believe, their second or third round, I think it's second round pick out of Michigan. Um, really, really good uh, prospect coming out of Michigan. Hurt his Achilles during uh, uh, camp, or during the um, workouts uh, for the pre-draft workouts. And so he was also activated. So two guys coming off Achilles again. I, I wouldn't expect much, but, you know, they, they, for a team that's one of the bottom, you know, 10 in the NFL and pass rush pressure rate, having one or two of those guys step up would be really nice for them. So, uh, like I said, I highly doubt the, either one will have a major impact this week. Uh, but, you know, those are those are a couple of guys to look out for. But I really think the Andrews piece of this is, is the big one, especially from a spread perspective. He's so valuable to that offense. Uh, one that doesn't, you know, really have much at wide receiver anyway without Bateman. Isaiah likely would step in. He might actually get more looks as kind of a number two in a two tight end set. He had a really good game last week, had a great preseason, scored a touchdown last week. So, you know, look to see, look, look for him to get a little bit more work either way. But uh, obviously Andrews is the key piece here. Uh, seeing him go off the other night was uh, was tough. Uh, I always like watching Mark Andrews play. Okay, these are like key injuries as we head into the weekend. As of right now, uh, we always talk about it. Keep your eye on the injury report. Come back tomorrow. We'll have a brand new episode of Edge Rush. Uh, it'll be myself and TA, and we'll be joined by Hitman, another professional gambler. And we will break down every single game on the card. We'll touch on these injuries and a lot of other things that go into it. TA, thank you so much for all your insight, and thanks to you all for tuning in. Thanks to producer Jacob, and let's do this all tomorrow with the expanded Edge Rush.